Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I don't understand. I don't get how she's able to do because all Because she had access to everything. No, I know. How did that access not go... As soon as you guys started having problems and knowing that you're headed to divorce for six months. This is the plaintiff, Myesha Logan. She says the defendant is her ex-husband and he stole grant money she received to go to nursing school. That's right, that stubborn guy refuses to give her the $474.20 he owes her. And she's here to prove her case to the judge so she can get her money. This is the defendant, Terrence Logan. He says the money that was directly deposited into his account was a refund for tuition money. He already paid for the plaintiff's nursing school, so why should she get it? The plaintiff has some nerve coming after him for this money because it's rightfully his. He's accused of distressing an ex. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated, come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, young. Thank you, Douglas. Ms. Logan, Mr. Logan, how long were you married? Three years. And when did you, when was your divorce final? In July of 2018. And when did you separate? Well, we separated in January of 2018, but I remained in the home until July. Okay, I got you. So after the divorce was final is when you moved out? Yes. All right, so now you have, um, sometime during the marriage, you decided to go to nursing school. Correct. Tell me about it. So I had been working in the casino for almost 19 years, and I started getting sick. The cigarette smoke was giving me respiratory infections, and it really started wearing on me. And so Terrence talked to me about going to nursing school, and so I quit my job, and then I started nursing school in May of 2017. Okay. And what, while you were married, he was making the payments for nursing school. Correct. Right? Okay. Then you get a divorce, and what happens? While he was paying, I wasn't eligible for any financial aid. Once we got the divorce, I became eligible for financial aid. So you applied for financial yes. aid? Yes. And what happens? They gave me a grant, and in October... Of they what said, year? Of 2018. They said that they gave me a grant, and I'm like, okay. Do you I have didn't... the paperwork for the grant? Yes. Let me see it. 
Now, unfortunately, you had not updated your banking information with the school, correct? correct. So what they did was they deposited said grant into a, a an account. Did you guys still have an account together or just no. They deposited your grant into an account that he had? It was his debit card, because he had been paying with his debit card. Oh, and did you come to them and tell them, reverse this? You guys sent it to my ex? Yes. And what'd they say? Can't do it. Get it from your ex. Exactly. Good they luck. They said there's nothing they could do about it. I had to get it from him. All right. So that money went to you, correct? Yes. In October, after you two divorced. Yes. How do you figure you don't have to pay that back? Now, one, that wasn't told to me. It didn't even go into a like my bank account. It went into a credit card because I was paying all her school. Through was it her a debit card, card or a credit card? No, it was a credit card. A credit card. Okay. She went through her lawyer, and her lawyer asked me to look into it. And then, and then what I told her, I'm, it's a busy time for me, and so when I get enough time, I start looking into it. And but then you I did. did send her payments. I sent her. 900, one, and then I said, Oh, so you looked into it and you realized the I truth. didn't even look into it yet because what I. What was called... the point of the 900 to pay her back, right? Right, right. Right. So you paid her. One for. Well, the total of the payments, there's no dispute, is 1350, correct? Right. Correct. Correct? Yes. All right. And then you stopped. Yes. And that's what the subject of the lawsuit is the rest of the money. Why did you stop? She left. She took a lot of money out of my account. She took. You, you mean know, in the divorce? Well, it was toward the end. I ate what do you mean, of, toward the end? There's a well, divorce decree was, that's final on 718. Right. You still had joint bank accounts no. after that? No. Right. In the process, so you're talking about was. stuff that happened. Right. It, there's no in leaving. the process. My question right. is is it before or after? The divorce decree's final 718. The stuff you're going to tell me about is stuff that happened before 718, correct? No, it was after. Because she moved out, and when she moved out, there was a lot of damage to my house. Okay, so one is damage in the move out. Yes. Okay, another is stole my bank accounts. What well, is that about? She went in. She went into and took all my points out of my bank account or points. Well, my points and bank accounts. She charged up like my Verizon. She bought a new phone. She bought some other stuff. They almost. Came I don't to understand. Her. I don't get how she's able to do because all that. Because she had access to everything. No, I know. How did that access not go? As soon as you guys started having problems and knowing that you're headed to divorce for six months. I didn't. I, I didn't. And I didn't Because you forgot find or you were hoping it would patch up? A little okay, bit I of got both. The, I got the answer. A little um, bit of both. From the hesitation. All right. So according to you, she runs out and buys a phone when? Somewhere around April. Okay, but your divorce wasn't final. She was still living right. in the house, and you knew April, May, June, and July that she had done that. And what did you do about that? Go to the police? I don't think so. No. And when you signed the divorce decree, one of the things that the divorce decree says is any problems or any liabilities back and forth are hereby extinguished today by, met by virtue of this agreement. So you can't go back and relitigate things like that. When did the points happen, according to you? Same around that same time. Right, that's before the divorce decree. You can't relitigate that. And when, by the way, do you want to defend yourself on any of that? Did you steal a bunch of points? That was, yes, I did. But that was in relation to him getting the house refinanced that he didn't give me half for. So it balanced out and this was all taken care of in the divorce. Okay. And now the only thing that is a legitimate thing to discuss is anything that happens after the divorce decree, which is the move out. So you say, she wrecked my place, which doesn't sound 
believable because why are you writing $1,350 in checks to her if she wrecked your place before you wrote the checks? But let's see the pictures of the wrecked place. What is this, debris? That's the living room for uh, carpet. Okay, somebody drops their dental picks on the floor. That's disgusting. Someone had to clean. She left the garbage there. Is that what you're talking about? Did she no, damage it just, anything? It, it, it goes in that to how she did the kitchen, the living room. Just... Okay, so now my question to you is, is there any actual damage besides debris left, you know, yeah, in the she, garbage cans was, or on the rug? It was stains. I, we had ju just bought a $3,500 $3, couch. It's stains. You see the pictures on that. And do you have evidence that she stained them? Uh, well, it was in the move out. How did it get stained in the move out? I don't, I don't know. I, I tried to be away from the house so I wouldn't, you know, affect the kids. Yeah. And when Do you I guys have kids back, together? No. No. Yeah, the place is a mess. You know, I mean, did you leave it like that? Yes, Your Honor. Why? <laughs> okay, because as we were leaving, it had gotten so bad there. And I got a call from school from my daughter. I had ordered something. It came in the mail. She was trying to hide it from him. I had to leave school, come home. I found her locked in my room, holding a knife in the bathroom because he was yelling at her. It had gotten nasty. It, it just got so nasty. When I left, I left. It wasn't like I punched holes in the walls or did anything malicious. I just didn't clean up after myself. And then he starts saying, even like the, the couch he's referring to, that couch was bought when we bought the home three years ago. So it's like, I'm, I'm not understanding. What, what, why did you guys split up? What was the cause of the-, of the His break? mother. Well, that was very, <laughs> very pointed and succinct. No, no. Because you feel what? He should have been married to her. Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. So does this guy owe her money for the tuition. Does he have to pay her tuition? Yes, he does. Because? Because he took her grant money, and if you're going to pay it back, then you need to pay it back. I mean, you actually stole from her, so once you started that, you need to finish it. The, okay, the fact that he um, started paying some of that money, does that show his he felt he was obligated to pay her, to pay it? Yeah, when he started to pay for her, I think that's showing, like, that he... A consciousness that you owe yeah. Yeah. Got your point going inside the courtroom. His mother is in control of the way he blinks, smells, looks, tastes, talks. And she had an issue with me and my kids. It got to a point where she was like, why are you spending time with those kids? Well, why did you get your um, her something on Valentine's Day and not me? I mean, it was ugly. And he, when we got divorced, he emailed me to tell me he wanted a divorce and said, if you can't love my mom like you love me, we don't need to be married. Who does that? Well, it's complicated. <laughs> I am impressed by his love for his mother. And if I was with somebody who hated my mother, I would find it to be very difficult. So I, uh, I am sure that there are many complications. Uh, <sighs> okay. Yeah, I do want to hear. Yes. Because right? I'm sure just, you want to say something. She left out a whole lot. For one, she had my credit cards until April because I went to get a hotel because my youngest daughter was turning 21 
And I had no points. This is almost a million points. A million? Yes. How'd you spend a million points? I didn't. Oh my goodness, if he's it not was... perjuring himself, I don't know who is. I no, did not I, spend a million. I, I guess. How many points did you spend? Uh, oh my, it was like 300,000. But here's the thing. No, she no. says that like it's <laughs> nothing. No, no. Wait, wait, and how did you spend it? You didn't spend it on travel, you had it on- No, I spent it to get ready for my move. But here's the thing. What? It was about $6,000 in cash, but that had nothing to do with the $7,000 he was supposed to give me when he refinanced okay. the house behind mm -hmm. my back. So he he's not appalled about what he did, okay. just what I did. Okay, all right. Now, in according to, and in the- divorce paperwork. The house was refinanced. They went over everything I spent. What I spent was to re to pay off the debt she occurred through her spending sprees. Okay. I didn't get anything out of it. Everybody thought that all this stuff was hammered out by your <laughs> signatures on a divorce decree. And no. yet both of you are bringing up this stuff. There can be, I wanted to hear it because I'm nosy <laughs> as can be. And I also have this delusional opinion of my ability to bring peace to people, but that ain't gonna happen. Can so let's just get this over with. No, okay. no, 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 no. You don't need to get along. You don't have children in common. You're probably not going to have any more contact with each other. The best evidence of whether this money should be paid is the fact that you were paying it. The fact that you then decided not to doesn't mean you can keep it. Your complaints, most of them happened before the decree. So by, by virtue of the divorce decree, you can't even bring the ones that, that happened beforehand. The only thing you could bring up was how she left the place. She did not damage anything. Yes, she left garbage lying around that no sooner amounts to $474.20 than you think it did when you wrote checks for $1,350. Because those checks were written well after she'd left the place dirty. No, stop, stop, thing. stop. No, I don't want to hear anything else. It's not going to help. It can only hurt further. So I am ordering you to pay her the remaining $474.20 plus, of course, your court costs. Good luck, folks. Thank you, Your Honor. Well, in this case of Logan versus Logan, it's Mr. Logan who comes out on the bottom end of the case today. What are you thinking? And it's just typical. Typical. Yeah, what did you do to get all those the million points on your car? I travel weekly. You do? Yeah. I have a lot of time on the road. Yes. Well, is this going to end this, this dispute between the two of you now that the it's court suit's over? No dispute for me. I haven't talked to her in a year and a half. Really? Yeah. Well, then I guess it is over for sure. Been over. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Probably. You've assigned some documents. All right, Ms. Logan. Hello. Hello. You're smiling. I am. I'm happy. And you haven't talked to him in like a year and a half? No, I have not. There's no reason to. I just wanted my money. So justice was served. Well, good. Yes, happy to be here. Are you still in school for nursing? Yes, I am. I have one more semester one left. One more to go? Yes, and I will be a nurse. Okay. Congratulations. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You. All righty. Harvey? You know, when you do a property settlement as part of a divorce, the more detailed, the better. Account for every possible thing you can. And I hate to say it this way, but don't always just automatically trust your lawyer. You know what you have more than the lawyer. That will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. 
So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Mark Alfred, against Dinelli. He says he saw the defendant crash into his parked 2017 Lexus. By the time he walked to the parking lot, the defendant bolted from the scene, so he called the cops. Once his insurance contacted the defendant, she denied ever being there. After getting fed up with the insurance company runaround, he decided to sue this lady on his own and is seeking the $2,374.33 he needs to repair his car. This is the defendant, Nabria Shantice Sloan. She says the plaintiff's claiming her blue Chevy bumped into his Lexus. And she said she had no idea what this guy was talking about because she doesn't drive a blue Chevy. If she'd been in an accident, she would have owned up to it. She has insurance and her husband makes good money, so she has no motive to hit and run. Bottom line, this is a case of mistaken identity and she owes nothing. She's accused of crashing and dashing. All parties, please use your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant crashed into his parked 2017 Lexus, but she insists that she doesn't drive a blue Chevy, so she can't be the culprit. It's the case of, I did not drive my Chevy to the levee. Thank you, Douglas. Welcome, ma'am. Okay, so you do volunteer work at a medical center, correct? Yes. All right, so sometime in July this last summer, what happened? On July 3rd, at approximately 10 a.m., our facility opened its doors to accept uh, clients. At about 10 after 10, the defendant walked into the facility, approached the director who was seated right behind me, and asked about an upcoming appointment. The director asked the defendant for her name. She did, she, she, the defendant gave her name, and then the uh, director looked up her, all the information that needed about an upcoming appointment. The uh, defendant then left the facility to go to her car. My office faces the parking lot. My desk faces the parking lot, a completely unobstructed view. I watched her walk across the parking lot, and the parking lot is very small. It only has 11 spaces. So we just opened up, there was only three cars in the parking lot, my car, the defendant's car, and another volunteer's car. I went back to work, and then I, I heard this loud, sudden crash. I look up, and I see a tan Pontiac had backed right into my uh, Lexus. And uh, I, I was shocked. I, I stood up to, to talk to the person, and without hesitation, she accelerated the car and flew out of that parking lot at a high rate of speed. I mean, I tried to run after her, and it was Describe very the car for me. It was a tan Pontiac is all I could see. I mean, I, now I have more information about it, but it, it was definitely a tan Pontiac. No, is that what you told the insurance company? Yeah. Yes. Did you ever tell them it was a blue Ford? No, 
Did never. you ever tell them it was a blue anything? No, I didn't. I never Did saw you them. ever give a different color? No. Were you there that day? Um, no, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. You weren't there at all? No, I have records of when I went. I only went twice. And I went up there to get my um, information of when the last time I was there. And she pulled up my record, so. What um, day do you go in to find out your, when your appointment is? July 8th. It was on the 8th. That's the day of her appointment, Your Honor. Do you have your records? Yes. May I see them? Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't know when you walked in there, but there wouldn't be a record of it because you're only walking in to find out when your appointment is. Right, but um, so July it wouldn't be July eighth when you're walking in to find out when your appointment is, because on July eighth they're writing out an ultrasound. But so every time you go in, you have to sign, like. This then show me that. Show me oh, signed in records that show your name of when you came in. That's All right, what so what, what's he talking about here? Do you have any idea what he's talking about? Um, no, actually, July 3rd, I didn't even know I was pregnant. I found out I was pregnant um, on the, like, a couple of days later. July 3rd, I wasn't even there at the center. But um, well, when I first arrived, my husband had dropped me off. And the parking lot, he said it was only three people in the parking lot. Um, this parking lot is full. It was a lot of people in the parking lot. So I'm not, I'm not finna park all the way down there and then walk all the way back up here. So he dropped me off in the front and he went back to park and then he um, walked back up with me. And um, he said that I hit his car so hard and so loud and fled the scene. For one, I had insurance on my car and I had my daughter in the car, safety first. I don't care if it was my fault or whose ever fault it was. If I would have hit someone's vehicle, I would have stopped to make sure my baby was okay for one. And for two, I would have noticed that I hit somebody's car because the crash would have been loud enough for me to be like, oh snap, let me stop, I hit somebody's car. And I have pictures of the parking lot. Who was lot. driving? Um, I was driving when we left. My husband was driving when we pulled up. I'm gonna show you a picture of the parking lot. According to you, go ahead and go over there. Go ahead and show me with your finger what you say it did. Well, here's my view, right, clearly. I have a window right there. When I heard the crash, I saw the tan Pontiac impacted my car. That's the first time I saw it was right here. And then I, when I stood up, I heard the high acceleration of the vehicle, and she left so rapidly out of this way. All right, go ahead and go back. Now, according to you, he contacts your insurance company. Yes. What did the insurance company say to you? Well, they started giving me a slide. First thing they said was, we do not show her vehicle as tan. The police report verifies that she has a registered tan Pontiac, and I saw a tan Pontiac. According to you, he told your insurance company it was a blue Ford? Yeah. Do you have any evidence of that? Um, my husband, he was, um, on, when they called, because they kept calling me, and I'm like, Do you have who? any any paperwork to show me from your insurance company? Any of the No, his insurance company, they just called me. Apparently, he goes to your house and takes pictures of your vehicle. Your vehicle's tan. Right, so, but no, my, my vehicle is tan, but that's not what his insurance company was saying when they called me. Okay, they you're going to have to prove that. If I give you a recess... Oh, I, would, I can't prove it. So yeah, I'm see, that's critical that. because that's huge. Right. If he's going around saying, it's a blue car, he didn't see anything. Right. Uh, and he's just guessing who But is. if he see my, see but, my vehicle... But, but if he says, it's the lady who just walked in to find out mm -hmm. when her appointment was, mm -hmm. and we know you went there to find out when your appointment mm -hmm. was, and if he says, I heard the crash and I looked and she was still connected to my car and it's a tan Pontiac, and in fact, you drive a tan Pontiac, mm -hmm. he starts to not sound like he's making it up, okay, right? So I'll give him that. Who gave you her home address? How did you get it, I mean? It was in the police report. 
All right, and then you went by that home, correct? Yes. And you took some photographs? Yes. Okay. My insurance agent suggested it was a good idea. And if you'll notice, the damage matches perfectly. Just wanted to give you an idea. Okay, now there's her vehicle. That's her vehicle. Yeah, and I circled, if you notice the black smudge on her bumper, I have black smudge on my car. And that matches perfectly. Is this your car? Yeah, that's my car, the white one. And you'll is notice. that the spot you park in? Yes, that's ironic. And here is the damage to your car. Yes, if you zoom in, you can see my, the black smudge. I took other pictures that were closer. Picture. That's my view right there. That's what I saw. Right. Is this from your window? Yes, and that's the black smudge. Can I see the repair estimate? Yes. All right, let's talk about what we know and what we don't know. So he identifies the car, says he saw her do it, and she was in the area. Is that enough proof for him to win? Seems like a lot of coincidences. It does indeed. Is it enough proof for him to win? Does he have any other witnesses? Nope. It was just him, but he says, I'm an eyewitness. I saw it. So it's her word against his word? Her word against his, but he identified the car. And she was there. Get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, That's not enough? No. No. It, 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 how could you prove that he actually saw her? It's his word against Yeah, but, it's, but that's the case with any eyewitness, right? He's the witness for himself? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. We know that something hit his car that morning. Mm -hmm. We know that because he immediately calls the police. We know that the something that hit his car is someone who was there between 10 when it opens and 1028 when he places the call to the police officer. Okay. We know you were there. We know you were there because he happens to know that it was a day when you were walking in there to ask about when your appointment was. We know you say, no, no, the day I walked in to ask what my appointment was was July 8th, but I know that's not true because that's a day where they were already writing things, scripts out for you. So I know that's not accurate. Your appointment was actually July 8th. So I know you were there beforehand. We know that he knows who it is because he's sitting there and mm -hmm. he knows the one person who's been there. You know, this isn't a criminal case. You didn't get charged with leaving the scene of an accident, which is a crime, okay? It's a civil case where mm -hmm. he has to prove that it is more likely than not. That's right. all he's got to prove. I'm asking you, if not you, then who? He's looking right out the window. That's where it is. He immediately calls the police. We know you were in there that day, and lo and behold, you drive a tan Pontiac. The damage on the corner of your car, is not, it wasn't like a crash that would kill somebody, mm -hmm. but it was a bump, and that cost money on a 2017 Lexus. Okay. It cost some cash. When you tell me my husband has a good job and I don't need to do that, I'm fully insured. Yeah, no one who leaves the scene of an accident necessarily has to, but when they do, they got to pay up. Mm -hmm. And there's a motive to do that, which is I don't feel like being in trouble paying a $500 deductible or whatever else people do. But I didn't know I hit his car because I would have stopped because, like I said, I had my baby. Maybe that's car. accurate. Maybe that's accurate. And Maybe you I didn't know. Off, but I'm pretty sure you hit his car. Let's okay, assume... Well, $2,000 worth of damages sorry. from back and out Do you out hear like me that. talking? I hear you. Do you hear me? That don't seem like $2,000 worth of damages backing out like that. Really? I didn't bet you can't even back out that parking lot that fast to hit this man's car and cost two thousand three hundred and something dollars worth of damages. Now you sound like you hit and run. Okay, well, I All know right. what I did and I didn't. Even do. if we take away the tan Pontiac part, 
He's literally watching the car that just left. This he is an office he that's this big. And he immediately, this is not like he walked out at five o'clock mm. in the afternoon and then looked for somebody to pin it on because he noticed damage to his car. I know this because I know when he called the police, it's right on the police report. It's 1028. All right. I find that it is more likely than not you. I find that the damage to the vehicle is, is a reasonable damage. And I find uh, that you need to pay him two thousand three hundred and seventy-four dollars and thirty-three cents. Okay. Good luck. Well, and what's a fascinating case, Miss Sloan, the defendant, the judge says she is convinced you did it, then you're gonna have to pay for it. What I'm not paying for anything, baby boy. You're crazy. What do you mean? I'm not paying for anything, baby boy. You're crazy. Do you not understand? Cause I didn't hit his car. Like why? Would, and then why would you come by my house? Do you know if I would have had something, you would have been in my yard. It would have went a whole lot differently. I didn't give you permission to come up in my yard. So I'm ready to go. Like now, please. Well, you got a judgment against you for okay, twenty three hundred dollars. Right, cool. Well, good luck getting it. That's all I gotta say. Okay. I'm not scared. Good luck with you then. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Well, Mr. Agostinelli. That's one of the issues in a, in a small claims court. You may have to keep chasing her to get the money. Well, that, that was one of my concerns. I knew I was 100% accurate in what I saw, and I'm 100% certain she was there and she did it. And, uh, and I did not go on her property to take her vehicle, take pictures of her vehicle. I was across the street yeah. and zoomed in on, got all the damage. Her damage matched my damage I mean, perfectly. You, you really played detective here. Well, I had to. I knew, I knew I'd do my homework or it, it was just my word against well, hers. Well, good for you. All right. Good luck. I hope you can. Uh, <laughs> I, you got the judgment now. You got the power to go get the money from her. OK, okay. good luck to you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. OK, Harvey. You know, I got to say, take pictures as soon as there is an impact, even through the window. That will make your case. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the plaintiff's Akina Campbell. She says the defendant lives above her, and when his toilet leaked, it flooded her apartment. She now has $1,900 worth of damage caused by the defendant's negligence. He refuses to reimburse her for the repairs, and she's suing him here and now to get the money. This is the defendant, Steven Weinstein. He admits he had a leak, and he sent his contractor down to look at the plaintiff's damage. The contractor said he'd make the repairs for $475, and there's no way he's going to allow this woman to gouge him out of 1900 bucks. He's accused of a potty problem. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says her upstairs neighbor flushed his toilet and flooded her apartment. But the defendant says, yeah, it had a leak, but his contractor offered to do the repair, but the plaintiff is out for way more cash than she deserves. It's the case of the untidy bull man. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. All right, ma'am. So tell me how you find out that there's a leak in your apartment. 
I arrived at my apartment on June 22nd after having been away for a week. And as I went down the stairs toward my bedrooms, I got to the bottom of the stairs and discovered that the stairs were soaked and wet. Okay. At this point, I looked up and I saw a steady, a slow but steady drip coming from the ceiling. And I also saw that the ceiling and the walls had buckled. Oh, jeez. So it had been leaking while you were away, I guess. Because I assume you would have. So. This is a video of the leak, correct? Yeah. Let me check this bathroom Can you get the bucket? This is some. I see the buckling in the wall. I see the water, like some peeling in the ceiling that obviously the water was coming out of. This is a picture. So this is what I was talking about before, and now you can see it, where clearly there are cracks in the ceiling, and that's where the water's coming from. Now, what's the first thing you do? You go upstairs to see what's going on? Yes, yeah, so the first thing that I did, I went upstairs to his tenant's apartment. Do you know him from before? I don't. Okay. And I, I knocked at the door. No one was there. At this point, I contacted our board president. It was the weekend. It was kind so of how, late. So when do you finally get in touch with somebody? So finally, I heard the tenant moving around. How much later? Um, Same the, day? The and next I, day. The next, next day. morning. And so you go upstairs and you talk to the tenant. No, he came. He was leaving the, the building. So when he left the building, I quickly went outside to let him know. Okay, so you talk to him and you tell him, dude, there's something going wrong. Does he know about it or no? Well, he didn't really answer yes or no. Um, he, he acted as if he didn't know okay. that there was and so a leak so did the two of you on. walk up to the apartment? No, first we go into my apartment. So okay, that I so you show, show him, him and then do you go into your, to his apartment? Yes. And what do we see in his apartment? So if a tenant's toilet overflows to the unit below, is the tenant above responsible? I don't believe so. Because? Uh, because the water should have been contained in the floor above and shouldn't have leaked down to the floor below it. Fair point, fair point. By the way, I like your hat. Thank you. Really cool, going inside the courtroom. In his apartment, we see um, the half bathroom that has apparently been leaking for quite some How time. How do you know? Because the floorboards were, the floor was damaged because the towel had already started peeling up okay. and the floorboard was exposed. And Did you take any pictures of that? I didn't. Okay. And I so, didn't. and does he then say, yeah, this has been leaking? Yeah. He says it's been leaking for quite some time. I've attempted on a couple of times to fix it. He was Did saying, he ever bring it up to his landlord's attention? Not that, not to did my he, Did he ever bring it up to your attention? Never. Oh, wow, that's something you got to deal with him on. He's a bit of a knucklehead. Do you have a chit-chat with him? Uh, he's difficult to get a hold of, yes. Difficult to get a hold of? He yeah. gives you a rent check every month. Uh, that's about it, yes. Well, yeah, but if he's going to destroy your place, then well, that's a problem. Well, I, I don't know if he purposely destroyed it. Uh, no, ignorance and neglect right. is just as destructive, though, right? right? Like, you need to make sure that you educate him on... Well, I, I asked him, why did he try and attempt to fix it himself? He should have called me and I would have right. sent the plumber there. Right. Well, and what did, did he say? Uh, nothing. Okay. But he knows now, right? Uh, I hope so. Yeah, yes. I do too, yes. for your sake. But anyway, so um, you do finally get a hold of him. Yes. And you do talk to him and tell him, 
listen, you got to pay for this. And you do say, yes, I will. So there's no question about liability here because you are responsible for the people you, you rent out to. You can go ahead and chase him for it, but that's between you and your tenant. The real debate here is how much the damages are, correct? Correct. How long did it take for his contractor to go in there? More than three weeks. Okay, because why? Because you were trying to have the contractor go in all at once and see both? Well, Miss um, Campbell contacted me. I then had to contact my tenant. And, and it took I, you three weeks to get the tenant to pick a date to have no, the contractor No, well, to, to have a day off when my contractor could go in and see and fix his apartment. Okay, so you d when his contractor finally comes, you let the contractor in? Yeah, so... And had you already had your own contractor look at it? Right. I had a couple of, I had three different estimates from painters. Okay. And I chose the one at the medium level. He said, just for the painting, it was $950. Okay. So you then ask him. Right. And so you tell him, I want that and I want $99 for carpet cleaning. For the carpet cleaning. And then after that, because I'm seven and a half months pregnant, I'm assuming that there's going to be dust and debris all over. So after everything is done, I expected the, the location to be cleaned. Oh, so you wanted him to pay for cleaning your whole apartment? No, not the whole apartment, but at least the upstairs that I'm sure that it's an open space. All right, so you asked him for how much? So I asked him for $1,150. Okay, total. which would be another $100 for cleaning. Yes. And what did he say? He told me that his contractor, after his contractor came, that the contractor could do the work for $500. He is not responsible for the, the carpet because the Why did you water... feel you would not be responsible for the carpet? Well, uh, I was, water doesn't stain a carpet white. And my contractor gave me pictures of the carpet, and it looks like there's a white stain on a lot of the steps. Let me see the pictures that your contractor gave you. It's toilet water. Nobody wants that in their... Well, you know. I don't think... Well, it certainly wouldn't stain it white then. I, but I I'm asking you, like, is yes. it that unreasonable request when we know that toilet water was no, leaking? No, it, it wasn't unreasonable, but... So why, what's a big deal? Over, the, over that $99? Oh, no, it wasn't. It's because your guy was half the price of her Well, guy. that was the big deal. Yeah. Okay, what I'm seeing here, I don't know what that is, but it's not in the video. You notice that, right? This is some... That's my favorite part. <laughs> you know, what I'm seeing here isn't what I'm seeing on this carpet. Does your carpet look like that? Does it have this white stuff? No, actually, this is because of the lighting. So it's, there's a, a window above the door and the light shines down the stairs. So this is the lighting, it's okay. not any anything because of the carpet. Okay. And by the time his contractor came- I kind of buy that. She's saying it's the light and uh, and it's kind of, it's got the X of the window, right. so I don't know. But in any event. So what happens here is you end up deciding to make an insurance claim. I did. After communication with Mr. Weinstein stopped, I then- How did it stop? He stopped texting me and responding. So you just kept texting him and he just blew you off? Pretty much. Okay. He yeah. ghosts? Yeah. Okay. What did I you think was going to happen? I even sent him a letter, certified yeah. return That's receipt. not true. Okay. I, I have an email that was sent to her that she never responded to. Okay. And Where did you send it? To her email. Show her that and tell me if that's your email. Did you get that email? I did. 
Okay. And you didn't respond to that? I didn't respond okay. to that. Okay. So he didn't ghost. He Maybe he stopped texting, but I'm in receipt of your letter. I take offense that my offer was trying to lowball you. My license and insured contractor would have completed the job to your satisfaction. All that's fine, and I understand. But you don't get to pick who she uses. You really don't. Blah, blah, blah. I have no problem with repairing your damaged wall to the way it was before. I do have a problem with you spending my money at your discretion. What ends up happening is, you know, you end up saying, no, I'm not, I'm not playing ball with you. I'm not going to sit here and play back and forth. And so you make the insurance claim. And the insurance estimates the damage at how much? 1900 mm -hmm. 1900 what was the actual cause of the leak? Did we ever find out? I think it was uh, a, a leaking uh, water feed to the toilet. That, I presume that got repaired. The whole bathroom was replaced and repaired, yes. But you kept the tenant. It's easier to change a bathroom than a tenant. Yes. <laughs> All right, so you have a $1,000 deductible. I do. And this, the insurance company sends you how much? $846.83. So if they sent you that check, I know you haven't cashed it, and you get not 1900 here, then you'd be essentially double paid for part of it. It's if I win here, I don't intend to move forward with the insurance because I don't want my insurance premiums to increase. Here's what's going to happen. I find that you are entitled to pick who you want. You are, because you didn't ask to get damaged. The law just requires that I find that she is entitled to the reasonable costs. Mm -hmm. And I've got four estimates. Your guy was very low, because he's doing your favor. He's probably your guy in a lot of stuff. <laughs> and then I've got the other estimates. I'm going to go with the other estimates. So I'm going to find that it can be taken care of. And I don't think that it's unreasonable to ask for a cleaning when a new baby's coming into the house. I don't think it's unreasonable to ask for the carpet to be cleaned by, I definitely don't think that's unreasonable. I'm going to find in your favor in the $1,150, and you're going to have to return that check to your insurance company, because if you don't, it's insurance fraud. Yes, Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. And also, your rates will go up, so mm -hmm. it won't be worth doing that. Right. Okay? Um, that is my verdict. Good luck, folks. So the plaintiff prevails, Mr. Weinstein. You're going to have to cough up a little money for her, but yes, you seem like a reasonable guy. I, I am. I tried to settle it reasonably. I sent her an email with an offer. Uh, she never responded to that offer and sued me. She didn't have to. No, I guess it. she didn't. And, uh, evidently, as the judge evidently, says, that's right. So evidently, justice was served. Yeah. Yes. All right. You've learned right. something. Then. Yes, I have. Good enough. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Okay, Ms. Campbell. It's interesting. You're going to get the money to do this. But, and the insurance, you knew you'd have to send the insurance money back. Yes, you? absolutely. Good. I intended to anyway. So that's if no I problem. Won, no problem at all. How long has this been now? Uh, since June. So, and it hadn't been fixed yet? Not yet. Wow. wow. I'm looking forward to getting I'll it fixed. I'll bet you are. Right away. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck to you. All Thank right. Thank you. Good luck. Hope Thank you have you. a safe delivery. Okay? okay. <laughs> Thank you. Harvey? You know, I mean, this is a truism. It doesn't matter what the case is. If you damage somebody else's property, you can't dictate where they get it repaired. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.